Welcome to Making Connections, a WMNT series on diversifying our future. From his campaign rallies to White House events, President Trump has surrounded himself with coal miners. This is from a rally in Louisville. We are going to put our coal miners back to work. And at this signing ceremony for an order to reverse President Obama's clean power plan, miners joined the president on stage. You know what it says, right? You're going back to work. <laughs> but a number of industry analysts doubt those jobs are coming back. A Columbia University study concludes that Trump's regulatory rollbacks will not make much difference. And that means that U.S. coal production and employment is going to be either flat or declining regardless of policy that the Trump administration puts in place. That's researcher Trevor Hauser, whose study showed that environmental regulations are responsible for only about 3 to 5 percent of the industry's decline. But some other proposals in Congress promise to help miners and mining communities meet economic and health challenges. Resource reporters Benny Becker, Becca Schimmel, and Glennis Board have been looking into those proposals, and they join us now. Glennis, let's start with a proposal called the Reclaim Act. What's the idea behind that? Well, the mission of this legislation is really to help diversify the economy in our region. The idea to get us there is to accelerate reclamation of abandoned mine land by dispersing a billion dollars of the Abandoned Mine Land Fund, which is a federal fund, and to leverage increased mine reclamation projects to increase long-term economic business in those reclaimed areas. The bill would speed up spending from that fund, really, that was established decades ago for the expressed purpose of restoring abandoned coal mining land, especially in areas that have lost coal jobs. So uh, where does the legislation stand now? It was filed this past March in both the House and Senate in Washington. Last month, the U.S. House Natural Resources Subcommittee heard from experts about the bill. But right now, we're kind of waiting for it to be passed out of committee and eventually to make its way from the House over to the Senate for consideration. So right now it's a waiting game. So this echoes some uh, earlier programs that I'm sure some folks in the region have heard about, the, the Power Act, which had a similar kind of idea behind it, right? Absolutely. It's really The Reclaim Act is really a page out of the Power Initiative. The, the Power Initiative was started during the last administration, and it really directs money and funds, federal funds, uh, in the form of grants to innovative projects that are ongoing throughout our region. And we've seen millions of dollars, more than $75 million in the past year. And um, programs do seem to be continuing and even expanding under this next under this administration. So while the number of employed miners has been dropping, there are still thousands of retired miners all across the Ohio Valley. And unfortunately, their retirement benefits have been looking a little shaky, what with coal mining companies going bankrupt. Becca Schimmel, you've been reporting on the effort to shore up some uh, benefits. What's the latest? Yeah, well, miners were hoping to secure both their health and pension benefits in the Miners Protection Act. And right before their benefits were set to expire in April, Congress secured a permanent extension of their health benefits. Now, the language for that extension uh, comes from legislation Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell introduced in January. And, you know, some 43,000 of those retirees are in our region that are depending on that, you know, those pensions. So uh, this is unusual for a number of reasons. One, as you note, they've split the health uh, benefits from the pensions. Two, 
wasn't Mitch McConnell the person that many miners were blaming for, for blocking this proposal? Yeah, for quite a while, retirees were holding McConnell responsible for blocking the Miners Protection Act. And he said that he wanted to go through regular order, which it did, but it never got a vote on the Senate floor. And I spoke to Patrick McGinley, who's a professor at West Virginia University Law School. And he says the Miners Bill has had bipartisan support and McConnell could have passed it a long time ago. And he chose not to do that, even though a majority made up of Democrats and Republicans were prepared to vote for that bill. So McGinley doubts miners' pensions will have a chance now that they're separated from health benefits. And uh, McConnell said in a statement that miners' pensions should be part of a broader pension reform. And uh, the United Mine Workers say that they hope to have a solution to the pension benefits by the end of the year, but it's unclear what that'll look like exactly. Now, I want to bring uh, Benny Becker into the conversation because uh, a big item of concern for both active and retired miners is, of course, uh, black lung disease. And Benny, you've been reporting on this ugly resurgence of black lung in our region. What are the implications there and what are the proposals to address it? That's right. Well, it, it is definitely a big challenge with um, the number of miners getting diagnosed with the worst form of black lung disease is higher than we've ever seen. It's showing up in younger miners, too. Federal researchers are calling it um, one of the largest industrial medicine disasters the United States has ever seen. Something that big, it, it puts a lot of funding pressure on a lot of fronts. So um, one that I want to talk about today is the black lung clinics, which were set up with federal funding back in 1972 to, to help miners with black lung. Um, back when it was set up, they were supposed to get $10 million a year. They have recently only been getting $6.5 million. In this last budget, it got bumped up to $7.2 million, which is a, a, an improvement, but um, congressmen are asking to get it back up to that $10 million that was originally promised. So that would help address uh, those people who unfortunately are already showing signs of black lung disease. But what about addressing what's causing this in the, in the first place? Well, there have been new rules coming into effect over the last few years, and there's hope that things actually are better than they were and that the black lung we're seeing now is from how mines were before the rules came into effect. But um, with these new rules, um, there still lacks on some critical issues like silica dust, and that's why a new bill has been introduced to update mine safety standards. All three of these proposals we've been primarily focusing on here, I should mention, have bipartisan support. This letter requesting uh, additional funding for the Black Lung Clinics, the Reclaim Act, the Miners Act to address pensions, all have uh, support on both sides of the aisle. However, question to you guys, uh, do we see indications of support from the White House? Well, regarding the Reclaim Act, uh, I haven't heard anything out of the White House specifically about the Reclaim Act at all, no. Trump has expressed his support for minors, but he hasn't said anything specific on pensions. Yeah, same with black lung. There's been, you know, the general talk of, of supporting our minors that hasn't come into, turned into any specific promises for black lung funding. Now, there is the argument, I guess, that it's not really the federal government's role to step in when private companies uh, go under. Benny, you're in eastern Kentucky, pretty much the heart of mining country in Appalachia. What, what do people there say when confronted with that kind of argument? Well, I think something you hear here, um, people feel like the rest of the country doesn't appreciate how much mining coal is a patriotic duty, that people here feel like they've sacrificed their health for the benefit of the country. I met Charles Stanley, who's a disabled miner, and I met him at a black lung clinic recently, and he spoke to this point. It was coal miners that put this nation 
on the map. Without coal, there would have been no industrial revolution. There would be no New York City. There would be no L.A. There would be nothing on these grounds of this United States, this great nation that we live in, if it hadn't come from the backs of a coal miner. Resource reporters Benny Becker, Becca Schimmel, and Glennis Board, thank you all. I know you'll keep us up to date on these proposals as they develop. For the Ohio Valley Resource, I'm Jeff Young. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.